The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. With available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's good, everybody? Welcome in to one of my favorite hours of the entire week. This is the Early Edge NFL Prop Special. Follow our YouTube page. You're watching us right now, so hit that subscribe button so you know every single time new content drops into your feed. Right now, Mega NFL Preview, College Preview, UFC 268, all live in your feed right now. Now, when a bad week, because last week was bad for people across the board, but here on this show... We're just four and six. That's not a horrible week. It's not great by any stretch, but when that's our bad week, then you know we've got really, really good guys on the show. And we don't just have good guys. We've got the best guys. So here's what we're going to do today. A little housekeeping. You know, 100 likes. Pound that like button. Do it right now. If you have the comments up, take the comments down. Hit the like button, then you can put the comments right back up. We want you to be as active as you can possibly be. We get to 100 likes, I'll give away a year membership to Sportsline. 200 likes, too. We get to 300 during the hour, five. And then if we get to that all-elusive 500 number, I'll give away a free Early Edge t-shirt, which is right fresh off the presses. All right. So, as I mentioned, we had a little bit of an off week last week, but we have been killing it here on the show so far this year. So let's bring in the stars of the show right now. You know them. You love them. I want to see them. And there they are right below me. We call him Uncle Dave. Uncle Dave Richard from Fantasy Football Today. Welcome back to your show, sir. How are you? I'm good, Coach, and I am looking for major redemption after last week. Going two and three was not fun. And one of the unofficial props, maybe we're making it official, was Evan McPherson getting two field goals and the Bengals really <laughs> let me down. I got, there was a coaching decision that let me down. There was a ref call that took away a chance. And you know me, coach, I like to put a sprinkle and sometimes a double sprinkle. Sometimes I go all in with a shovel. Uh, as I was telling the guys <laughs> the show. Nine shovels on Evan McPherson. I went hog wild and lost. We, yeah, Dave, Dave, anybody that watches this show, we know how in you were not only did we play the pick we showed the video of you dressed up as something can you please tell the good people at home what were you dressed up as it was halloween i was dressed as a gingerbread man we were doing our live show for fantasy football today no i don't dress up like the gingerbread man (laughs) although there is a price for that I'm going to be completely transparent. It wasn't a great costume because we played the look like game because we didn't know what it was. We're like, what does Uncle Dave look like? So you uh, you got several things, but that was six Um, days ago. I can't even remember all of them. But believe me, people were loving you. They were loving you. Now, your partner on this show, your partner that you guys love to compete. He is the guru of props. We call him prop stars. Alex, good afternoon, sir. What is up, Coach? Uncle Dave, it's good to see you both. I had my first losing week of the season, both 
on this very show and overall. So I am extra motivated to get back on track starting right now. If we win seven out of eight weeks, that's pretty good. The thing that drives me nuts is when people tweet out, oh, not a good week. We know that we do this every day. You don't need to remind us of what we do. Okay. You don't need to do that. Now, here's what we do on this show. If you are brand new to it, if you have a prop that you would like, throw it into the chat, leave your Twitter handle. And that way, and also the betting odds that your book has it, I will try to get to as many as we can as we go through the official picks on the show. It's a pretty simple concept, and we try to get to as many as we possibly can. Boys, are you ready? Yes, sir. All right, let's do it. Let's jump in. First game, and this is a game that very very few people are not interested in. They're going to be playing the sides, the totals, and certainly props. And I'm talking about the Browns and the Bengals. Bengals laying two and a half. The total is 47. You both are on the same player, but different props. Uncle Dave, I'll let you go first. Thank you, coach. And we know that Odell Beckham is no longer part of the Cleveland Browns. So what does that mean for the passing game? It means that Jarvis Landry goes back to being the number one target there. He's got five catches in every game he's finished in 2021. He has five or more catches in eight of his last 11 games without Odell Beckham, including postseason games from last year. Cincinnati's allowed 52 catches to slot receivers. Landry's been splitting his time in between slot and out wide. I expect that to continue. But that 52 catch mark, that's the fifth most allowed in the NFL. Okay, so what happens when he lines up wide? They've allowed 70 catches to outside receivers. That's the sixth most. What I'm saying is that the Bengals' pass defense isn't exactly a dominant unit and Jarvis Landry should be able to take advantage. But there's one more thing, and it's narrative street all the way. It's Baker Mayfield, who's kind of been thrown under the bus a little bit when Mm -hmm. it comes to Odell Beckham. It basically has been said that Baker couldn't get the ball to Odell Beckham. He couldn't win with Odell Beckham on the field. Man, I can't think of a more motivated guy this week in the NFL than Baker Mayfield, and his top target's going to be Jarvis Landry. There's already been a clear rapport between them. I'm taking over four and a half catches for Jarvis Landry at minus 135. Here's the added wrinkle. I went to my book to try and place it. It was five and a half, but I was getting odds. I took that too. I think Jarvis Landry is going to get a bunch of work in this game. Cleveland will try and do their thing. They're going to try and run the football, but Jarvis Landry is going to get a lot of work. He always does. And now that Odell's gone and that Baker's motivated, you're going to see Jarvis Landry come through with a good game. 16 catches, 182 yards through just four games since he's been healthy. That's average of four catches a game. Very, very sorry to cut you off, coach, but one of those games, he left very, very early. I think he played two snaps, one catch on two snaps. Are you done? Yes, I'm sorry. Okay. Now, as I was, I just messed with it. I just messed with it. Now, uh, let's stay with that same player. And I love when my guys have what we call correlated plays. Alex, talk to me. Yeah, I was elated to see that Uncle Dave was also on Jarvis Landry's receptions. If you recall, last week I was on Pat Fryermuth's receiving yards. Uncle Dave was on his receptions. Fortunately, we both uh, cashed that prop. So it always <laughs> uh, the stars align when, when Uncle Dave and I are on the same prop. So, yeah, I am on Jarvis Landry over 48 and a half receiving yards. I think Dave summed it up really well, but just to add uh, a little bit of context, Landry handled 10 targets last week. He reeled in five for 65 yards versus the Steelers. He did have some drops. He looked a little rusty, but to me, he shook off the rust by the end of the game. He's clearly operating as the team's 
um, wide receiver one. Now that Odell Beckham is out of the picture, I think the absence of Odell both raises his floor and ceiling uh, Landry ceiling in Cleveland's offense. Um, for whatever reason, Odell was just not a fit in this offense. It just did not look right. Baker was forcing throws mm-hmm. to him. The passes he was throwing to him were not catchable. Um, he's just far more comfortable with Landry as the number one receiving option. We also saw last week this same Bengals defense get absolutely torched by Mike White. What did Mike White do in that game? He just targeted short passing routes, which is Landry's absolute specialty. So, yeah, I expect a very similar performance in the sense that Landry is going to be running a lot of high percentage routes near the line of scrimmage. I'm expecting double digit targets. Um, Yeah. And we just saw this Bengals team just get absolutely obliterated uh, by a player that profiles similarly to the type of guys that were having success versus this Bengals defense. Furthermore, the Bengals are very adept at stopping the run. I expect them to sell out to stop Nick Chubb. And yeah, mm-hmm. the vulnerabilities or weaknesses in this defense are in the secondary. I think Landry's going to take advantage. I think Landry's going to step up big. I think he's going to have a large target share. And yeah, I think this is a great spot for him. Also, I just want to add too, I think all of these injuries are clearly taking a toll both on this Browns offense and yeah, the Browns defense as well. So yeah, I just think this is a great spot for Landry. All right. Uh, some people are saying that it's already moving. What a shock uh, up into the early fifties. How high would you play this Alex? Uh <laughs> Probably close to 53 and a half, 54 and a half. All right. So a lot of it's around 51, 52 at FanDuel and DraftKings. So whatever you get, if you get in under that, I would uh, encourage you to get it right now if you can. All right. So we're going to be on the uh, catch prop and the receiving prop up to 52 or 53. All right. We've got chat questions already. I love it. Judy, over four and a half catches, minus 120 for the Broncos. Dave, take this one. I've been a big Jerry Judy fan for a while, coach. I think that he looked good by the second half and really more the fourth quarter of the Broncos game last week. Uh, His last two targets were caught for 25 yards. And I would imagine that Denver is going to play from behind against the Dallas Cowboys. And if you look at the receivers that have done the most damage against Dallas, it's been middle of the field types of target receivers, not the outside guys. Remember week one, Mike Evans, non-factor, but Chris Godwin goes off. Um, uh, Keenan Allen, this is week two, had a good game and he was all over the place in the middle of the field. Mike Williams did not quite have as good of a game. He saw Trevon Diggs. I'm not even sure if that's week two. I might be saying stuff. Bottom line is that I think that Jerry Judy can get to five catches. And I think his yardage prop was right around 53. Mm-hmm. I would take that as close to 55 as you can. I love it. I love it. David in the chat says, I'm not seeing that, uh, that Jarvis Slander anywhere. It's- 48.5. We just told you. I literally just told you that if you don't have your book, take it up to 52. They're going to be different. This is how good my guys are. When they give a play out, it changes like that. I'm talking you have to do it in real time. And that's why we also give you the number that you would play up to. All right, David, please listen. Please listen. All right. AJ Dillon over 36 and a half rushing yards minus 115. Alex, take that one. Yeah, I like that quite a bit. Um, We obviously know Aaron Rodgers is not going to be playing in this game. We've seen A.J. Dillon's role grow 
each and every week. Unfortunately, we don't have very much data to pull from uh, without Aaron Rodgers at quarterback for this Packers team, but I just have to imagine they're going to lean heavily on their running game. It's worked for them. A.J. Dillon has had a very good year. He seems to get stronger um, as the season goes on. His role has expanded each and every week. So, yeah, I'm expecting him to have double-digit carries and be – 1A to 1B to Aaron Jones and, yeah, be the focal point of the running game. So, yeah, I like that prop quite a bit. I actually considered it for the show. All right. Awesome. Yeah. I love it when people people in the chat match up with what you guys were targeting. Uh, it makes me feel really good, and I know it makes them feel really good at home. All right, we'll get back to the chat questions in a second. We've got to get to our second game on our board, and that's the Texans and the Dolphins. Miami, a five-and-a-half-point favorite. This game started in that seven number, and it continues to slide down uh, with the news that they're getting their starting quarterback back, the Texans are. The total of 46-and-a-half. You each have a prop on both sides of the fence. So, Dave, what do you got first? I'm interested with Terod Taylor coming back. I think that's going to make it a more interesting game and a more competitive game. But my prop Mm -hmm. is on the Dolphins side, and it's Miles Gaskin over 12 and a half rush attempts at minus 115. He had 12 carries last week. That was in a blowout loss against Buffalo. I don't think this is going to be a blowout. I don't think the Texans are good enough to blow out anybody. And if the Dolphins are going to blow out the Texans, that means Miles Gaskin is going to run a little bit more. Remember, Malcolm Brown on injured reserve not able to play. It's down to Miles Gaskin and Savan Ahmed and Ahmed at running back for the Dolphins really hasn't had that chance to be the lead guy, except when Gaskin's been hurt. Gaskin has been the one getting at least 15 touches per game each of the last two weeks. I see a path for him to get 15 carries in this game, much less 13, which is what you need to hit. Houston is seeing an average of, and this number is really what sold me on it. They're seeing an average of 24.6 running back carries per game against them. A lot of that has to do with the fact that teams are blowing out the Texans. And like I said, I'm not expecting this to be a blowout. I think it's going to be a fun game. But just the fact that teams are running a lot against Houston makes me think that the Dolphins are going to want to try and run a lot against Houston. And this is where Miles Gaskin just comes into play. He's been the lead running back, should find a way to get 13 to 16 carries in the game. We don't care what he does with them. We just want him to get them. (laughs) That's exactly right. We don't care. Just get to the number. All right, Alex, I'm going to come to you. And as I come to you, I want you to piggyback this chat question on Brandon Cooks and his reception yardage minus 115 over 65 and a half. If you could couple that into your other play, I'd appreciate it. Absolutely. No problem, coach. I I do want to preface uh, both the Cook's question and my prop by stating that I absolutely love the Miles Gaskin prop from Uncle Dave. Uh, I may or may not have just released my weekly column and there may or may not be a Miles Gaskin prop in the column that matches up very, very nicely with Dave's. Just wanted to add a few more things. Dave mentioned this, but the Houston is allowing 148.1 yards on the ground per game that is the worst in the nfl 30.9 rushing attempts um yeah i I think gaskin is a absolutely fantastic play so my prop sticking in this game is going to be brandon cooks over four and a half receptions this one is a bit juiced i believe it is at minus 140 um i was shocked gentlemen when i saw that this line was set at four and a half cooks has had at least five catches in seven of eight games this season. He's averaging 6.3 catches per game, eight and 8.75 targets per game. 
Cooks had 14 catches in the first two games of the season that Tyrod Taylor appeared in. Um, the Dolphins, on the other hand, have given up the fourth most receiving yards and the fifth most receptions to opposing wide receivers in the NFL. There is no depth behind Cooks on the Texans' depth chart. Depth chart, excuse me. We're looking at Chris Conley, Nico Collins, Danny Amendola, Jordan Akins. Not one of these guys has had more than six targets in a game this season. The Dolphins have a good secondary on paper, but they have not performed well at all this season. Cooks is really the only viable receiving option or just offensive player on Houston's team. He's going to command double-digit targets. I am shocked this did not open at five and a half. Uh, I think it's an absolutely fantastic bet at over four and a half reception for Brandon Cooks. And then his yards was at, was it 58? 69 and a half. 69 and a half. Uh, yeah, yes. I'd absolutely lean over on that. I think the receptions is going to provide uh, a little bit more safety. But yeah, he he's... He's a big play threat. He's going to have at least one or two large chunks, 20-plus yard receptions. So, yeah, I lean over on the yards, but I'd much prefer the receptions if you have that as an option. All right, very good. We have just gone over 100 likes, so we have one winner. We're going to change the life in a matter of moments. You, uh, One lucky winner is going to win a year-long membership to uh, Sportsline. If you haven't hit that like button yet, could you do it for me, please? It really helps the growth of the show and our algorithm as well. And We also like to give away a lot of stuff here on the show. A couple more chat questions, boys. I'm going to come to you, Mr. Dave Richard. Lamar Jackson, over combined rush and passing 306 and a half at minus 115. That's an interesting number. I haven't considered a prop like this for a quarterback yet this year where the rushing yards combined with the passing yards. Minnesota's pass rush took a massive hit this week when Danielle Hunter um, went on Daniel Hunter. I always mess up his first name. I Mr. Too. Hunter left. <laughs> there you go. He's got a torn chest. Uh, he's done. So I don't know how much pressure there's going to be on Lamar and he's been throwing the ball really well this year to begin with. Mm-hmm. So let's say he can get 250 yards in this game. Can he get a 50 yards rushing? Yeah, he can. He's Lamar Jackson. I would be inclined to take the over, not just because uh, Hunter isn't playing for the Vikings, but the Vikings might be able to put some points on the board and force Baltimore to not take a passive approach. Baltimore didn't improve their run game at the trade deadline. This offense is going to flow through Lamar Jackson you're basically betting on the Ravens getting over 300 yards. How many is it? 306 and a half yards. You're betting Correct. on them getting 307 yards of offense because most of it's going to go through him. I think he can do it. And I think the Ravens can do it. All right. Very good. Travis. Thank you for that question. I see Lee. I see Ronnie. I see Ryan, Chris, Courtney, Al, Brett, Scott. I see all of you. Kelsey, my girl, my favorite girl on the show. She just got her early edge t-shirt. I expect a picture on Twitter as soon as you unwrap that bad boy. All right, Alex, I'm going to come to you. Another chat question. Cole Beasley over 55 and a half receiving yards at minus 114. Talk to me. Yeah, clearly capable. Um, yeah, Beasley's played well recently. Um, I, I am, however, concerned with the fact that the Bills are 14 and a half point favorites versus Jacksonville. Um, that does not typically lend to the sort of game script um, where Jack, where, excuse me, Buffalo is going to air the ball out a ton. 
On the flip side, we have seen Buffalo be very aggressive. They pass Josh Allen passes as much as any team um, or as any quarterback and the Bills offense passes as much as any any team in the NFL. So, yeah, I, I do not dislike the prop, but I'd prefer a more competitive game script uh, to play this over. Um, I'm looking more towards Emmanuel Sanders personally in this game. Um, I love catching a player of his caliber after an uncharacteristic performance. Uh, So yeah, I don't love this prop. I'm not playing the under, but yeah, I don't have a lot of, uh, I I think the game script is just not where it needs to be for me to have a strong lean on the prop. Dave, what do you got? You, You see on the question from the chat from maiden focus ribs in parentheses, he's not offering us a snack. He knows that Cole Beasley is a little beat up. I just got the injury report from the Buffalo bills limited in practice on Friday officially listed as questionable for the game. So a, let's make sure he's playing. You can make mm-hmm. the bet. And obviously if he doesn't play your bet will be returned to you at least unless you've got a real jerk one in your book. B if he's not at hundred percent, how much is he actually going to be out there doing his thing and C, just as Alex told you, there's a really good chance that the game script could be pretty run heavy for Buffalo. Once you get to the second half of this game, I would take the under if I'm going to take it at all with Cole Beasley. And we ran into this guys. Remember last week we were talking about Sterling Shepard and the giants and he was coming back from an injury. And whenever you have like a hamstring or a leg injury, what he came out two quick catches and then what he set the rest of the game. Sometimes you got to steer clear of these wide receivers that have these issues because they can come out and play. And then at the end of the first quarter, they're sitting. Soft tissue injuries, they are so easily aggravated. And yeah, just you require so much short area quickness and burst as a receiver. One wrong turn or motion. And then suddenly, like coach said, you can just play, run one route and just be out of the game. So, yeah, I'm very, very cautious anytime I see any sort of soft tissue injuries, especially with a skill position player like receiver or running back. Boom. Uh, one more quick one from the chat before we get to our picks uh, back to our picks guys. And Dave, I'm coming to you because you mentioned the Vikings already when you're talking about Lamar Jackson uh, chat question, Kirk cousins last week, he had 23 completions this week. His completion prop is over 23 and a half. Does the game script Dave lean into this over? Yes, it does. This is probably my second or third favorite Vikings prop that I like the over on. Um, I, I think he can hit this one. It's it's always a little bit of a risk. And the, the key here is whether or not he's going to feel pressure from the Ravens pass rush. And the Ravens pass rush has been hit or miss over the bounce of the year. But they do play a lot of man coverage. Cousins thrives against man coverage. And so does Adam Thielen. I was getting ready to come in here with a couple of Adam Thielen props. One of them, Adam Thielen to score a touchdown at plus 145. The other one was Adam Thielen. I can't remember what the reception total was, but I was mm-hmm. thinking about taking the over on that. I know his yardage was 16 and a half. I wasn't quite as bullish on that, but he has been better each of the last two games. Bottom line is that the Ravens play the type of defense that Kirk Cousins does good well against. Now, we said the exact same thing last week, or at least we did on Fantasy Football Today, about the Cowboys. And the Cowboys surprised us. They played a lot of zone defense. It was very mm-hmm. uncharacteristic for them. So the question is whether or not the Ravens will actually do that. They were faced with a similar decision in their last game against Joe Burrow. They could have played a lot more zone against Burrow, who's worse against zone defense than against man. Instead, they played a lot of man. And man, did they pay for it because Burrow had a huge game against them. That's what makes me think that the Ravens will not change their stripes. They will play a lot of man coverage. Cousins will complete a lot of passes. 
Is there another show out there? And I'm asking you folks watching at home that you can ask any guys, any name, any number, and they're going to give you that kind of information. I will wait and I'll be sitting here all damn day till you find me another show that does it this way. I'm I, I'm in amazement how you two guys do this every single week. Now, a couple of things I need to get to before we get back to our board. Aaron in the chat. And we preach this all the time. He said, last weekend, absolutely wrecked my bankroll after going with much bigger units. Time to recover. Aaron, I cannot preach this enough. When you're talking about NFL betting, you will have losing weeks. Regression is inevitable. And last week was the regression week. We all struggle with it, but you have to keep the unit size the same throughout. Play the long game. We're here every day. We're here all year long. If you're going to be a sports better, you've got to have discipline and keep your bets the same. All right. Also, to give you an idea of how quickly the lines move, Shaco in the chat said Landry now all the way up to 55 and a half on FanDuel, but I got it at 51 and a half right when we gave it out. That's how important watching this show live is. So tell your friends that as well. The stuff moves like that. At first, I was joking around like week one, week two. I'm not kidding anymore. This is what happens because my guys are the sharpest. All right. Now, let's move on to our next game. Alex, you're the only one that has a play on this game. Raiders minus three at the Giants. The total 46 and a half. We all know the emotional week or weeks that the Raiders have been through, and it cannot be easy being a player on this team right now for a lot of reasons. But what do you like in this game, Alex? Yeah, that is an excellent point, Coach. And the one guy who has been a pillar of consistency for this Raiders team, one of the few bright spots, is my man, Hunter Renfro. And I am playing him over 55 and a half receiving yards. Uh, Renfro has eclipsed 56 yards in five of seven games to start the season. While that production is clearly nothing to scoff at, Renfro has accomplished this despite not even being a full-time player in the Raiders' offense and average only seven targets per game and having only run 206 routes on the season. I'm anticipating both of his Renfro's targets and snap count to see a healthy boost with Henry Ruggs no longer on the team. As we know, Ruggs accounted for 36 targets, 67 receiving yards per game, 218 route runs with 43% of those routes coming from the slot, I might add as well. Uh, Las Vegas is very thin at wide receiver and I expect Renfro's role to expand starting Sunday. He gets a tasty matchup versus a Giants defense that has allowed the sixth most uh, receiving yards to enemy wide receivers. They have surrendered 1,351 yards through eight games. That is 168.8 per game. Um, yeah, it would be an understatement to suggest the Raiders season has been tumultuous having lost their head coach, having lost Henry Ruggs. Yeah. Uh, Renfro has just been a rock solid. You can see the chemistry between him and Derek Carr. He really, really trusts him. He runs a lot of very high percentage routes in an offense that ranks second in passing yards per game. I have Renfro penciled in for yards in the mid to high seventies. I would not be surprised whatsoever that this is the last time this season we see Renfro's receiving prop under 60 yards. That was unbelievable. Thank you very much, Renfro, an official play. All right, let's go to the chat real quick because in the chat, Dung Ho says, if you guys make parlays with these props, any tips for this? Do either one of you like player prop parlays? Uh, I occasionally will look into there. There can be some 
value um, in same game parlays, uh, especially if you have a prop that's heavily juiced that you like a lot. Um, but for the most part, I just single bet only. Uh, it's very dangerous um, parlaying props or parlaying pretty much anything. Uh, yeah, I just don't think there's a lot of value in it. And I don't think it is long term plus EV for you or your bankroll and is not a good habit to form either. All right, very good. The, book, the books are always going to give you odds that look good to you, but the odds are actually lower than what they are in reality. The only time I would consider it is uh, like an example from last week was the Pat Fryermuth call. The fact that we both liked the catches and the yards. We knew this was a player that the book was just way too low on. Parlaying mm-hmm. something like that, that's where it, it makes a lot of sense. I wouldn't even necessarily do that with the Jarvis Landry prop that we talked about earlier in the show, even though it's the same guy, same concept over on both. You want to play both. I just don't think it's worth it because everybody kind of knows what Jarvis Landry is. Fryermuth was so far under the radar that the books just weren't up to speed on him. You're absolutely right. And that's why when we had that one guy that thought it was a coin flip, it drove me bananas. Oh, props are a coin flip. No, they are not. Alex, what do you got? I also want to say, too, I think most books won't even allow you to parlay the same player in the same game as well, just as a a side. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, All right. We have our first winner. We're changing a life. And I could not be more excited. Courtney. Courtney, Courtney at C hopping three, three, three. Her name is Courtney. Welcome her to the family. Everybody welcome in. You just want a year long membership to sports line. And we could not be happier to have you. How about Lydia in the chat? She loves the show. And Lydia, we love that you are here to all your girlfriends because we want everybody. Everybody's welcome. Nobody here is minimized or looked down upon. So, Lydia, thank you so much for loving the show and bringing your positive energy to it. Now we become so big time. When you got prop stars and you've got Uncle Dave so big time that they came to me and said, Coach, we've got to now put commercials in your show. So here you go. All right, let's get back to our board. This one has a lot of plays in it. A lot of plays in it. Chargers laying one and a half on the road at Philadelphia. An Eagles team, guys, that last week scored 44. But keep in mind, Jalen Hurts couldn't even go north and buck 25. He didn't even throw over 125 yards. So this week, I don't know what to expect. It's a late game, 405. The total's 49 and a half. Dave, you have three big plays in this game. Boy, your week is going to begin and end with Chargers Eagles. Talk to me. Well, which one do you want to hear first? You want to hear about Dallas Goddard? You want to hear about Boston Scott? Or do you want to hear about the player prop that no one is even thinking about? Give me that last. I want that one last. The last one last got yes. it. So you, you mentioned that Jalen hurts didn't have a lot going for himself last week. And the reason for that was because Philadelphia was able to run the football. It's a rare concept to them. They began this year leaning on Jalen hurts, barely running the football people in my world, the fantasy world drafted miles Sanders, expecting a lot of work week in and week out. He didn't get it. The last two weeks, this Eagles team has been running. They've been feeding their running backs. And poor Miles Sanders gets hurt. So he's not even available to play. (laughs) But Boston Scott is. And Boston Scott was the lead running back for the Philadelphia Eagles in the first half against the Lions. Played 64% of the snaps in the first half. Had 64% of the running back carries in the first half. And he averaged 6.1 yards per carry on those carries. So I think that he's going to continue to be the lead guy for Philadelphia, 
going up against a Chargers team, they're just not good against running backs. Five running backs already this year have had at least 80 rush yards against them. Chargers flying across the country. Their run defense is a humongous question mark. And some second-level stats that I always look at but don't always talk about on our show when it comes to running back defense, a 2.11 yards before contact per rush allowed by the Chargers. Second-worst mark in football. That means that before the running back is even touched, on average, he's getting two yards, and that's a lot. Yards that's after lot. contact per rush is three yards per, which means that after the Chargers make contact with a running back, he's still getting three more yards. So that's five yards on every single carry on average that a running back is getting that the Chargers cannot stop. They can't do it. And because I think that Scott's going to continue to get work in this offense, I'm very comfortable saying that he should get at least 50 rushing yards. And the prop is 44 and a half at Caesar Sportsbook. It's minus 105. So the juice really isn't that bad. I think you go ahead and go a little double sprinkle action on Boston Scott going over 44 and a half yards. That's right. What? That's what? With Boston Scott. The double sprinkle? Double sprinkle, no shovel. We got to remember moderation, coach. We can't go crazy. I learned that lesson the hard way with Evan McPherson last week. I'm not going to break out the old shovel crate and start throwing shovels at Boston Scott here. Let's just keep it to sprinkles for now. But I think he goes over, and I think this is a pretty safe call with Boston Scott going over 44 and a half rushing yards. That's prop number one. Prop number two is Dallas Goddard, not to be confused with Rudy Gobert. <laughs> not saying that for anybody here on the Whoa, show. whoa, you're going to throw me under the bus? Just not that I didn't know. That's true. I kind of did it to myself. <laughs> you know what? Maybe it's Alex in the chat that said something like that. He would say something like that. But Dallas Goddard's prop for yardage is over 57 and a half at minus 115 at Caesar Sportsbook. All he's done since Zach Ertz has left town is gone at least 70 yards in two games. Over this total amount, this 57 and a half mark, four of his last five games. And that includes games where Zach Ertz was playing, was on the field. Got her clearly an important part of this Philadelphia passing game. And since the Ertz trade, the target volume consistently there for Dallas Goddard. 25% of Jalen Hurts' throws have been going right to Dallas Goddard. That gives them more of an opportunity to hit this over. And the Chargers, oh, the Chargers allow 73.6 yards per game to tight ends. It's the third most in the NFL. They've been great at covering receivers all year because they've had some good cornerbacks. Those guys are banged up. So this is really a chance for the entire Philadelphia offense to get going. But we know that they haven't been good against tight ends, whether they're starters there are healthy or not. Goddard's going over this one. I said double sprinkle for Boston Scott because I am going to the shovel crate and I'm going to grab one shovel, not nine, <laughs> one shovel for Dallas Goddard over 75 and a half receiving yards. Oh, so that's your, so you gave out those three. Cause I've got over, I want to make, cause I've, I've got, one more. Hold on. I was going to say, I, I cut you out before. I just want to make sure that, that I didn't do it again. Because everybody in the chat is in love with the double sprinkle. They love the double sprinkle. All right. So Excellent. what's your what's your third? So yeah. So so Alex just we're gonna do this every time there's a double sprinkle from now on. That's officially everybody does it Perfect. together on the show. All right. Now, Dave, what's the third one that nobody's talking about? That nobody sees that the numbers way off. Because no one wants to have anything to do with Jared. Cook. He is a career okay. underachiever in the NFL. Don't even ask Saints fans about Jared Cook. They will say some words that we cannot say on the air. <laughs> they are bad. 
And in LA, they're not exactly huge fans of him either. But I'm looking at the player props. I'm trying to find angles and edges that help us win. And this is one that I think we can come away with a winner on over 27 and a half receiving yards for Jared Cook. It's a low bar. It's the same. Rece- he He's somebody who could end up being a bigger part of the Chargers offense moving forward because they've had trouble against mm-hmm. the Ravens and against the Patriots. You've heard about Justin Herbert and how he struggled. Well, now it's Philadelphia's defense and this Eagles defense really, they're okay. And I think they'll do a good job at containing Mike Williams, but I see the Chargers trying to change things up and lean a little bit more on Jared Cook. And the way that the Eagles play, it's that zone coverage. They want dink and dunk passes. Cook's perfect for that. And he gets about five targets per game to begin with. More importantly, it's a zone type of coverage. Jared Cook has the same receiving average versus zone coverage than man coverage. His catch rate is higher versus zone coverage than man coverage. He gets three more yards after catch per reception against zone coverage compared to man coverage and a tight end has at least 30 yards. It's a low number, but Hey, the props low at yes. least 30 yards for a tight end in six of eight games. This, this last part will blow your mind. The two tight ends to play against Philadelphia who haven't had 30 yards are Travis Kelsey and George Kittle. What? And you, might hear that, you might hear that and you might think to yourself, Well, why Jared Cook's not as good as those guys, but the truth of the matter is that the Eagles made a decision with the way that they play defense, focus on shutting those guys down. They will not make that decision with Jared Cook. Because if they do, they're going to get their doors blown off by King Allen and Mike Williams. It's not going to be the way that Philadelphia rolls over 27 and a half yards. It might be ugly intense. He literally might get two catches for 29 yards. Hey, we'll take it. We'll take it. We'll take it. We'll take it. All right, I love those three plays from Uncle Dave. By the way, I tell you guys all the time when you watch the show, go and tell your friends. That's how we grow the show. So when somebody does that, I'm going to give them a shout-out. Dung-ho again. He says, Coach, can you give a shout-out to my friend Ethan Allen from Michigan for recommending me to this channel? Thanks. I'll do you one more. Hey, Prop Stars, how about you give a shout-out to Ethan Allen? Say hello from the Prop Stars guru. My man, Ethan Allen, what is good, brother? So glad you're hanging with us. I had no idea that the furniture aficionado Ethan Allen would watch our show. It's amazing. We have just absolute celebrities watching our show. I love Ethan Allen. Very good on the interior decorating. All right. We're staying in this game and we've got a lot. I've been writing down all the props that you guys have sent into the chat. Don't worry. I've got about 10 more that we're just going to race through and we get done with our picks. So we're going to, we're going to break a record on how many we're going to talk about today. So Alex, I know we're going to stay in this game and you've got a prop from the Philadelphia side. What do you got? I do indeed. I couldn't let Uncle Dave have all the fun in this <laughs> game. I had to jump in here. Furthermore, I couldn't allow for the show in honor of Coach to have 10 over. So I had to find <laughs> an under because we Fair know enough. Coach loves unders. Please type in the chat. Coach loves unders. My play is Devonta Smith under 57 and a half receiving yards. We heard uncle Dave talk about this chargers defense has been dismal versus running backs has been putrid versus covering tight ends. The one thing this chargers defense has done exceptionally well is covering opposing wide receivers. They have allowed only 827 yards through seven games. That is an incredible stat. That is 18, 118 yards per game to opposing wide receivers. Conversely, they are allowing the most rushing yards per game to running backs. Chris Harris, Jr. Asante Samuel, Jr., 
Derwin James, Nasir Adderley. These are all very, very good players in this Chargers secondary. Smith has also been held under in four of eight games to start the season. He's been a massive boom or bust. When he misses this number, when he's held under 57 and a half, he averages 22 and a half receiving yards per game. So he is just the end the epitome of a boom or bust option. He is either going to go for a big game or he's going to pretty much be shut down. A lot of his production this season has come in garbage time or it's come versus bad defenses. Nearly half of his receiving yards are against Kansas city and Atlanta, who both rank in the bottom five in DVOA against the pass this year. Uh, the Chargers have only allowed five receivers this entire season to eclipse this number. The most yards they have allowed to an opposing wide receiver is 81 yards. That is incredible through eight games of football. This game also projects to be competitive. Um, I mentioned earlier, a lot of Smith's production has come in garbage time or when the Eagles are down big and the defense, the opposing defense was forced to play prevent defense or just back off a bit. We're not going to see that very, or we're unlikely to see that in this game. It projects to be competitive, uh, very close points, but I believe it's one and a half. Yeah, I, I just think this is a very tough matchup for Devontae Smith, who in my opinion is miscast as a number one receiver mm-hmm. coupled with Jalen Hurst, just not being able to uh, cons- be um, accurate down the field. So yeah, I absolutely love this prop. Very important chat question from Prathic or Prathic. If Rager is out, does this change your view on the Devonte Smith play? Not at all. Uh, Rager has been completely ineffective this year. Um, yeah, I would expect uh, if anything that might actually uh, Rager is not receiving targets. He's been ineffective. I think he's topped 30 yards once or twice. So his role in the offense is extremely minimal. Uh, I could even see it having, an adverse effect and benefit or supporting the under further. Plus this play also correlates with literally all of Dave's plays as far as Goddard is concerned. Um, so yeah, I just think this is a really good spot to fade Smith. Oh, all right. I love it. I love when they're correlated too with what uncle Dave is doing. Now I need you to continue to pound that like button for me, but don't forget to put your Twitter handle into the chat. That's how we pick our winners. By the way, I think Alex, I'm going to have you, Tell the people from now on because you tell people to type Coach Love Unders and a thousand people wrote Coach Loves Unders. It drives me bananas. Bananas when people do that. I hate unders with every piece of my being. Unless they cash, of course. Then I love them. Uh, Quick chat question, Dave. Waddle, over five and a half catches. I apologize. I do not have the juice on that. Uh, I think he can get to six catches. It really helps that Devontae Parker is doubtful for the game for the Dolphins against the Texans. Again, awesome matchup against Houston. Uh, if, if you could give me a minute, I can tell you how Houston does against slot wide receivers, but it's really not going to matter. Tua is going to lean on Waddle and Mike Gusecki as his top two targets in the game. Matt Collins will probably be the third. I do think that Waddle can find six catches in the game, uh, especially if there's juice either low juice or odds in your favor, man, I would take that over. Very good. Alex, Mark Andrews, over 52 and a half receiving yards, juice to one uh, minus 115. Yeah, I, I like Mark Andrews. I think that is an obtainable number. I certainly would not be looking um, over, or excuse me, under for Andrews. Um, I will say that 
some of the there's if Sammy Watkins is back this week, there are quite a few mouths to feed on this Ravens offense. Obviously, we know about Marquise Brown, the emergence of Rashad Bateman. Uh, potential of Sammy Watkins coming back. Uh, yeah. And obviously Mark Andrews as well. So yeah, I, I do like the over. I don't love it. However. Um, so yeah, I, I like it. Jazzy in the chat said, these guys are incredible. I hope you understand how hard this is to do. I hope you guys understand that most shows come with just certain things prepared and that's all they do. That's not what we do. We're like kind of like the America's got talent people. We've got talent coming out of our ears and we show it live every single week or my guys do. That's why we have the best show. All right. And Jazzy, thank you. I believe I'm a legend too. Yeah, of course. I walk around all day. I'm a legend. I'm a legend. All right. Another one. Uh, Jordan Love. Oh, there's a lot of Jordan. Oh, Alex, what do you got? Coach, how many likes are we up to right now? We need 30 more to get to 200. 30. We need 30 more to get to 200. Coach, you know, I'm going to take a break until we get to 200 likes. I'm going to, I'm not going to give out my prop. I don't know if Dave has any more, but yeah, I'm just going to sit this out. I might change my mind if we get to 200 likes, but I've got one prop left that I love, but I just don't feel like I can deliver this prop if we don't get to 200 likes in the next couple of minutes. Wait, oh, you, you, but you love this one. You're holding out on one that you love. My favorite one of the week. Please let's get to 200. Hit the like button because I need to play too. And I have no idea what it is. All right, quickly, chat question. Jordan Love over 19 and a half completions. Now, Dave, this is the dude's first start. What do we do? I don't think you touch this one. I, I think you could consider the under, if anything at all, but we do know that the Green Bay Packers are going to try and do what they did last week. It's a reverse of last week for them. Their run game is good. The receivers stunk last week and they had Aaron Rodgers and that made their pass game a little bit ugly. Now they don't have Rodgers. We don't know exactly who they'll have a wide receiver for them. In the game. But you can pretty much figure out that they can run the football. They can do it effectively. The matchup is favorable against Kansas City. And by the way, the longer that you can run the ball, the more clock you control in the game, the more you're keeping Patrick Mahomes over here. I don't want to talk about the under that I might have brought to the show today. I decided not to do it, Coach, because I didn't want to make you angry. But Mahomes might not get to 300 yards. Let's just leave it at that. I think that this is a good opportunity for Jordan Love to be just really minimalized in this offense. Don't let him throw that much in the game. I think the number is a pretty fair number. I would lean toward the under, but I wouldn't do more than a single sprinkle. All right. Yeah. Just a single sprinkle. And you all know what that means. Don't go crazy. Now, Alex, we are men of the people, right? We give them what they want. Correct. And if we do something on our side, like threaten not to give out a pick, but then they do what we ask, what do we do? We give that to them. Correct. Well, it took all of about 30 seconds to get over 200, 30 seconds to get over 200. So please, Alex, I'm begging you. Can you give us out this play that you love? I can coach. And I appreciate it very much. Everybody who's watching. We love the likes. We love you. Um, yeah. So thank you for doing that. My final play. One of my favorite props of the week is Darrell Williams over two and a half receptions. Listen, Williams may not be the flashiest player we've seen, but he has undoubtedly filled in admirably since taking over as the Chiefs lead back for an injured Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Edwards Hilaire was eligible to return this week. However, he has yet to practice and he's going to miss his fourth game in a row. Meanwhile, Williams has racked up at least three catches in four straight games. He's averaging 4.8 targets per game in the process. Seemingly out of nowhere, I know 
most people were shocked. I was curious what your take is, Coach. We saw Derek Gore just appear out of nowhere and handle 11 rushing attempts. He was just narrowly out carried by Williams, who ended up with 13 um, attempts last week for the Chiefs. However, even though it was concerning if you had potentially a um, Darrell Williams receiving prop, uh, Gore did not finish with one target in the passing game. So, yeah, there is a chance that he is, again, going to be involved in the Chiefs' backfield, but he is not playing on passing downs. Williams' role as the primary pass-catching back is secure despite Gore's emergence in the backfield. Uh, We also saw last week that Williams was targeted a season high six times last week. The Chiefs will also face a Kansas City defense that has been very vulnerable to receiving backs. They have surrendered 43 receptions to the position. The Packers, on the other side of things, has been stout versus the run. They've only allowed 77 yards per game to enemy running backs. The Chiefs' offense is struggling in a myriad of ways. Williams is one of the most reliable playmakers for the Chiefs. He's been a model of consistency. I believe he's absolutely a lock for five targets, and he's a great bet to reel in three catches for his fifth game in a row. All right, I've got a follow-up. Keep putting your Twitter handles into the chat. You guys are doing an amazing job. We're in the process of deciding who's going to be our next two winners. We haven't picked them yet, so put your Twitter handle into the chat for me. Now, several people in the chat are asking about the Williams receiving prop, which is anywhere from 16 to 17 and a half, depending on the book. Would you like this, Alex? I do like this only in the event you don't have the receptions as an option. Um, Yeah, we know how easy it is to complete passes to running backs. What is not easy, however, is the running backs to then gain yards or it's more difficult to expect that. I guess I should say. So, yeah, I much prefer the receptions prop to his receiving yards just because I know he's he's very likely to receive five plus targets. However, it does require him to then, you know, break tackles or make people miss, which is, again, more difficult to project. Um, So, yeah, I prefer the receptions versus the yards, but I would play the yards uh, probably up to around 17 and a half. All right. Very good. It is now time for our speed round. As we come to the end of the show, I've got several more. We're just going to rip through as quickly as we can. Then we'll do a full recap. If you came in late and you didn't hear all the information, we'll still tell you the plays, but I can't emphasize enough. The information is as important as the plays because your book may not have the play that we give you. So you can use the information and adjust it accordingly to a prop that does make sense. Dave Conklin over 32 and a half receiving yards. I do not have the juice. I would lean toward the over on that. It's a good matchup this week for tight ends against the Baltimore Ravens. Alex, Alvin Kamara, longest rush, 14 and a half yards. Um, yeah, I would lean over. I am a somewhat concerned with the emergence of Mark Ingram in the offense. I do believe that he is going to siphon uh, some carries from Kamara, but yeah, I would definitely lean over on that. Despite that. That number is mainly low. It does seem like that, right? Okay. All right. Let's go back to the chiefs game. Dave Tyreek Hill over 81 receiving yards. And again, I apologize. I don't have the juice. Please remember if you have a question, put the juice in there too. It makes it so much easier because the juice matters a whole bunch. Dave, I would I would lean toward the under on this one. The Packers play a very zone specific type of defense that limits those types of big plays. And I really doubt that he gets as many targets as he did last week. 
This one I got to stay with you because you're our kicker aficionado. Oh, Matthew okay. Matthew Wright over one and a half field goals, juice to plus one eighty five. The juice is what they're trying to get you in the door with, but yep. how many field goal opportunities will Jacksonville even take in the game? You're going to need a couple of Josh Allen turnovers, and then you got to hope that the Jaguars can actually drive downfield. I'm staying away from this one. <laughs> I, thought, I thought that you might. Uh, Daniel Jones, Alex, over 21 and a half rushing yards, minus 115. Uh, yeah, we, we have seen Jones rely a little bit less on his legs in, um, recent weeks. Uh, the raid, the Raiders do have a good pass rush, however. Uh, so yeah, this does seem like the sort of, uh, potential matchup that he could, uh, use his legs a bit. So yeah, I like this. Okay. Uh, I got to bring up a chat because sometimes, you know me, I got to call people out. John Sanders. I missed the memo that said they changed the start time to 2 p.m. Eastern time. All right, John. (sighs) This show since week one has been at what time, Alex? 2 p.m. Eastern, Coach. 2 p.m. Eastern, Coach! But yet you want to come into my chat and say, I missed the memo, as if you're the only one. I guess you are the only one that didn't know there wasn't a memo because we've been at the same start time every single week. I'm going to put you in the same category as the guy that says on a Monday, hey, Coach, you guys should do a prop show. I think that would be a great idea after week six. (laughs) Oh my gosh. All right. One last one, Alex Austin Eckler. We've loved playing him this year over 40 and a half receiving yards. Minus one fifteen. Talk to Yeah, this is an interesting one, coach. I've looked at this one uh, very closely. This actually opened, I want to say, at 47 and a half yards and is now down to uh, 40 and a half uh, yards. Yeah, the Eagles do struggle with backs that possess a similar skill set to Eckler. Now, the issue is going to be Eckler is being predominantly used as an early down um as an early down running back, if this was a scenario where he was getting all of the third down work, all of the two minute offense, all of the passing work um, as a running or as a receiving running back, I would like this prop. However, the chargers are instead um, deploying him as an early down runner a lot more than I would like. So while he does possess an incredibly versatile skill set, I absolutely love him as a receiver. He is one of the biggest matchup nightmares in the league. The Chargers are instead deciding to use him more um, as a running back between the tackles, which doesn't make a lot of sense to me, but they just probably do not have a lot of trust in their depth chart and the options like Justin Jackson behind Eckler. So yeah, he's just unfortunately not getting the amount of routes run that I would like to see to play this prop and to play this over this weekend. All right. Very good. I probably would have blindly played it because he normally does it, but that's the kind of information I'm talking to. All right. A little bit of housekeeping before I do the full recap. So leather decided that he or she, wants to get into the mix and says, maybe you should take into consideration why people still aren't noticing your show times. Dave, what week is this? And we're at the start of week nine. coach. Week nine.
right, Dave, is what we're at. Maybe, maybe people should just pay attention. Week nine, nine straight weeks. We've done the exact same time. By the way, for every show that we do, the exact same time. Oh, my God. Sometimes it drives me insane. It's like you can lead the horse to water. Do I have to help them drink, too? All right. We're up against it. Grab your paper. Grab your pencil. Here is the official recap. We've talked about at least 40 different props on the show. Thanks to all of you who showed up on time and knew what time the show began. Alex is on Jarvis Landry over 48 and a half receiving yards. Brandon Cooks over four and a half catches. Hunter Infra over 55 and a half receiving yards. Devontae Smith under his only under of the week. 57 and a half receiving yards. Daryl Williams over two and a half catches for the Kansas City Chiefs. Then let's go to Uncle Dave. He likes Jarvis Landry also, but his catch prop. Miles Gaskin over 12 and a half rush attempts. Dallas, get it, over 57 and a half receiving yards. Boston Scott over 44 and a half rushing yards. Jared Cook over 27 and a half receiving yards. And we will leave it up there for you so you can get it all down. As I tell you, we end every single show as I give my guys 20 or 30 seconds to tell me what they're most looking forward to in the world of props this week. Dave, you go first. Obviously, I've got a lot invested in that Eagles-Chargers game. The Dallas Goddard pick is the one that's the no-brainer for me. Should stay very, very involved. He's basically the number one receiver for Philadelphia, which is why I like Alex's prop of under uh, 57.5 for Devontae Smith. I think I think Goddard's got a much, much better chance of getting to 60 yards than Smith does. All right. And Alex, what are you most looking forward to, sir? I just want to state that I love it's always a very encouraging sign to me when Dave's props and I's line up organically. We don't plan or exchange our props before the show. So, yeah, it is a great sign that not only do we share some of the same props, but we also we're finding some of the same value. But. Even our other plays, like, for instance, the Philadelphia Eagles and the Chargers game, um, a lot of those plays just correlate very nicely. So, yeah, I'm very encouraged. I think we're going to have a great week. Uh, Yeah, I'm just really looking forward to us getting back on track. Would you say that you're super stoked? Are you super stoked? Super stoked. Oh, we're super stoked. All right. Now, now we're ready. Now, one thing left before our finish, and you know what that is. We have two winners, two changing of our lives, and I made an executive decision about five minutes ago. I've been so impressed with Dung Ho in our chat, being active, giving credit to his friends, understanding you bring other people to the show. For, so for that, Dung Ho, you, whether you're a man or a woman, I don't know, doesn't matter. You, sir or ma'am, have just won a year-long membership to Sportsline. Welcome to the family. Our other winner, at Matt Lisk at Matt Lisk. Uh, the jeweler will reach out to both of you on social media and give you all the details. But you got 12 months on us, the best sports betting platform in all of the world, and it's not close. All right. As my girl Kelsey always likes to say, there's only one thing left to do. And you know what that is. You've got your marching orders. Let's take all of these prop tickets straight. Oh, oh. Oh, yeah, to the pay window. Felt good today. Had a good pump today. All right, for my entire team, Uncle Dave, Prop Stars, the jeweler who puts it all together here at the brand, just like Dung Ho did. Go tell your friends there's only one sports betting brand where you get educated, and damn it, we like to entertain too. And we have a ton of fun, and we do it every single day. All right, we like to call it the early edge. Good luck. Good luck.